Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Spotlight Series. I'm your host, Brooke Ritchie Babbage. Every Tuesday on the regular Nonprofit Mastermind podcast, I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching and leading a high-impact nonprofit. This spotlight is a special limited weekly series in which I showcase and celebrate the incredible organizations inside my Impact Accelerator program, lifting up their mission, their work, and their powerful personal stories of leadership. Today, I have the pleasure of showcasing the True Star Foundation based in Chicago. It's the brainchild of an incredible duo, Deanna Sherman and Atay Thompson. True Star Foundation brings young people deep into the world and business of media production, using media as a platform for giving young people a creative outlet, a belief that their voice matters, and a professional toolbox that can be leveraged their entire lives. Teens not only produce actual high quality media, including two magazines, a blog, a TV show, and a radio show, as well as media for businesses and corporations, they also advise and execute business strategy, conduct market research, develop marketing campaigns, and are the ultimate decision makers of the brand and direction of the organization itself. In our conversation, Deanna, Nate, and I talk about how these two ladies came together almost 20 years ago, quite by accident, and co-founded True Star Foundation. We talk about the lessons they've learned from founding and building an organization from the ground up, how they have weathered the storms of their partnership and stayed true to one another and to the mission, and how they continue to innovate and remain responsive to both a changing media sector and the evolving needs of young people over decades. It's a great and rich conversation, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Diana and Nate, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be talking to you both. It's so great to have you here and to be able to share more about what you guys are doing with your incredible organization. Um, I thought I would dive in and let you guys talk about what it is you have built together over these many years. I always love talking to sort of compadres, like pairs of people who have <laughs> been in the fire together as you guys have for, for quite some time. Um, and it's just really incredible what you've built and, um, and how you work together. So, so let's start there. What, what do you guys do with True Star? Tell us about the mission and the work. Okay, well, I will jump it off. Um, True Star's mission is to empower underserved youth. Um, to uh, True Star's mission is to empower underserved youth to forge their own paths by providing jobs and training that teaches them to create, develop, and market digital content on platforms that empower them to the platforms that celebrate their identity and perspectives. So that is a mouthful. <laughs> but, <laughs> but clear. It does it's but, I I get it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we say platforms because that could be the true star platform, which we have a media platform, but um that could be someone else's platform. You know, that could be um for a partner, a company, a community, uh collaborators. So it, the platform is kind of more vague, um, but the point is to really empower them. Um, and we use media as a tool. 
I love that. I was going to ask about that word empowerment. You said um, uh, platforms that empower them. Why empowerment? Like why, how do the platforms empower them? How is that empowering for, for young people? Well, well as they're, go ahead, Natalia. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I was just going to say that empowerment is so important in young people's lives. Um, the reason that we started the organization was because we wanted to give young people a voice. A lot of times, you know, when we grew up, it was like, sit down and shut up. That's what you were told by adults. You be quiet. You're in the room, but you're not heard. And it's kind of unfair because young people don't turn 18, 19 years old and just automatically know how to be an adult. Like and learn how to use their voice. Absolutely. They're little people in training. So we have to put them in training. They're going to make mistakes just like, like adults make mistakes. And um, I like to say that we came up with the word adultism. (laughs) (laughs) You should claim that. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I felt like Deanna and I, you know, we just have such an affinity for young people and, you know, I know my experience growing up, I definitely grew up in a household that was kind of like, yeah, you sit down over there and wait your turn. You sit at the kids table. And that's it's just not realistic um, to me because then you have people who are adults who don't really know how to cope and communicate because they haven't been allowed. They haven't been allowed to express their opinions freely without feeling like they're going to be judged or get in trouble or whatever. Um And that's what we wanted to provide. We wanted to give them an opportunity to tell their own stories and in a judgment-free zone. So you talked a little bit about, and and both of you referenced the sort of how you, your own experiences growing up informed this mission and this work that you do and your affinity for young people. How did you guys come to be doing this work and how did you come to be doing it together? Which... You know, like I said, I love talking to co-leaders because that's it's, it's its own thing. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> For sure. Um, well, it, I think it's, it's we chuckle about it all the time because um, I worked in the youth development, youth programming space with the Chicago Park District. And um, Deanna was also working in the same space, but on the media side. So we would be... Um, we would be at the same community events and, you know, we just, we just kind of chat and, you know, learn a little bit about each other, but we weren't like cool. Like we weren't homies like that. (laughs) I like randomly call her one day. I randomly call her one day. I was like, Hey, you want to do this journalism program? And she was like, thinking like, what? (laughs) Um, like and it told me like I you know I'm just like okay I'm just gonna shoot my shot you know whatever, but that call was not with True Star in mind. That call right. was not with 2022 True Star at all. This was just something because yeah. I worked at the Park District and I needed to put together you know some type of program for some the young programming. People. Yeah, you know, it might be something cool. So when we mm-hmm. we chatted about it and said let's do journalism to be able to, you know, help these young people with being able to communicate because they couldn't write, they couldn't spell, they couldn't talk, they could, you know, all these things that they need to be successful in college and and beyond. And we saw their juniors and seniors that couldn't pull a paragraph together. So that's kind of how it began is just like this, you know, strange phone call. It's like, hey, let's let's work on this grant together. I mean, one thing I love. Even though I'll just add real quick, even though um, 
you know, it was a super random call. I'm like, wow, that's kind of bold, you know, <laughs> but I like bold people. I like people who have the audacity to just do that. It reminds me a little bit of myself. And so, and then, you know, I had admired Natalia from afar just for everything that she was doing when I would go to her events, like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. She's doing all this great stuff. And, you know, it was just like, okay, let's try it, you know, type of thing. And here we are. Wow. 17, 18 years later. I was going to say almost two decades later. I mean, (laughs) one thing I love, and you just, you know, reinforce this, Deanna, is there's both, you said boldness and audacity. And I love until you said, I just shoot my shot. Like that's <laughs> when you're going to do something bold, like you guys are doing, that's what you have to do. Right. And that is what kicked it off. And in talking with you guys, you guys are still doing that, right? You have to do that with your kids. You have to do that with funders. So that bravery is, is just, you know, part of the DNA of starting and building an organization. Yeah. And then the other thing that I hear from both of you that I just want to lift up I just, it really comes through in how you guys work together. There's just such clear admiration, right? So, you know, when you think about what makes a co-leadership model or partnership work, it sounds like from the very beginning, there's almost like a, I see you over there and you're awesome. And like, how can we do this? How can we work together? And that, that admiration is really clear. I love that. Um, so what do you guys do at True Star? Talk to me a little bit about the programs and how you carry out this mission. Yeah, well, um, I will say that our programs have always been in somewhat of transition. We went from a newsletter to where young people were just doing the writing to a full pay, a full 42 page or more 48 page glossy magazine where they're doing the writing, they're doing some of the photography, they're doing some of the graphic design, they're even selling advertising. So over the years, we've added, we added programs that would have been departments in a real media company, right? Because I worked for Essence. So I was able to see like all these different functions of a media organization. And what was uh, mind boggling to me was the business side, you know, because young people didn't know how media made money. They had no idea of like the business model of media. And so we're like, man, it would be cool if they knew about all these different positions. And so we just basically made them programs. And so um, in 2018, we shifted from serving millennials to serving Gen Z totally. And (laughs) they were basically basically like, we don't read magazines. I was crushed because I'm a magazine (laughs) girl, you know, and the magazine was like our baby. When it would come, when the box of magazines come, it's like we would open it and like a light would come out of it like, (laughs) and it was like, oh, look at it. Oh my God. All these hours of editing and figuring it out and it's done. And so I was just like, wow. But I remember the exact day me and Tay were coming from a meeting in a cab. This before Uber. How long we've been around. <laughs> and we were like, man, all this money we're spending on print. If they're not feeling it. What are we doing? We just, maybe we should just do it. And we did. And so then at that point, we became a digital media organization. Um, and it's been a journey from then, but 
how foreshadowing young people were, you know, yes. and a little bit of love. Yeah. Because if we were a print magazine when the pandemic hit, we would have been totally been irrelevant. Yeah. Because we had already leaned into this change of going digital, we were doing some programs remotely already. We were already using some of the tools that people had to adapt to so quickly. So, and it made us more um, relevant to funders, honestly, because now we're in the tech space. Now we're in the STEM space, you know, so it's like communication is STEM. And just now it's like, it's this kind of a, a merger of the creative field with the technical field. And we're kind of on the cusp of that. So listening to young people, I hate to say, well, I don't hate to say it because that's what our organization is about, but they were right. <laughs> but I will say, I'm glad to say we listened, yeah. even though I had to shed a thug tear for yes. the, the magazine. So <laughs> I have to tell you, it, this theme of, you know, founders shifting and evolving sort of the the programming and the work in response to what they're hearing from the people that they're trying to work with and support and and serve that you know it's so important to do and it's hard right because you know there's there is something lost um in letting go of the magazines yeah and and i'll say to to piggyback off of what diana was saying early on when we first started true star you know it didn't have a name we didn't know, you know, it was a newsletter. It was pretty much just to show the young people's parents what they had been working on. And they eventually, they let us know. They said, hey, we want to learn how to shoot the pictures that are here in this newsletter. We want to learn how to do the graphic layout for the for the actual newsletter. So because they told us that, we listened and we created another program around it. And that is kind of like how we, I feel the reason that we have been around for as long as we've been around is because it's it grew organically. Yes. Um, like when I placed that call to Deanna, it was totally like, we didn't have a strategic plan, a business plan, a nothing plan. <laughs> so yep. we allowed it to kind of just blossom into this this thing. Like we were doing the programming for two, maybe two and a half years before we even made a 501c3 because we didn't know, you know, what this was. And Deanna mm-hmm. and I sat down. I remember the day we sat down on my couch and she said, I think that we could do something with this. Let's, you know, try to see if we can do something bigger and um, you know, get some additional funding and do some more programs with the young people because they're telling us this is what they want. And because we listen, like you just mentioned, because we listened to what they wanted and when we were able to put that program out there, they felt heard. They felt like, oh, they listened to us. These adults actually listened to us and they took value in what we had to say. And so that's a confidence boost in itself for these young people, because a lot of times, unfortunately, adults don't listen to them and they feel unheard. And then that's when you get all the, you know, bad anything, you know, bad attitudes, bad opinions of themselves, low self-esteem, et cetera, et cetera. So I feel that, you know, from day one, we were kind of, you know, so like Deanna said, when they told us about the magazine, we was like, what, what? You know, yeah. <laughs> we love the magazine. And yeah. luckily, we, we went on ahead and we listened to them, just like yeah. we listened to them on so many other things. And we yeah. had to think in our minds, like, they haven't steered us wrong. So yeah. let's go ahead and see how we can go ahead and just, you know, jump into that and, you know, see 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 what pops. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. So So I guess one question I have is, you know, you talked about the young people feeling heard 
right? As part of their work with you. Is that the primary sort of transformation that you're trying to bring about in their lives? And, and like, what are some of the changes that you see in the lives and sort of personalities and experiences of, of the young people that you work with as a result of going through your program? Um, to answer the first question, yes, that's definitely the primary. Um, it's, it's a teaching organization and we want to teach them how to, you know, well, I won't say teach them. We want to help them honor themselves and have confidence and understand that they are a value to this world. Every single individual person has a footprint, footprint in this world for a reason. And they should never feel silenced or belittled. And because of our feelings of this, we exuded, you know, across the programs. And we're, we've been so fortunate to find instructors and, and adults who, and industry professionals who work with us, who are on the same exact page. They, you know, they, they love having fun with the kids. They, you know, they love being able to be mentors for them and, and you know, just walking them through this path. So that is definitely something that is like, you know, number one. And um, some of the things that we see coming through the program, like we'll have some young people who only do the program for one year because they don't hear about us till senior year. Then they're mad and they got to go off to college. But we've been fortunate to get young people when they're in seventh and eighth grade. And we've gotten young people when they were sophomores and they just stayed on with the program. But we've seen from our early days, a young lady who didn't even know how to properly pronounce her name. She, her name is Diamond. And wow. she pronounced her name Diamond. It's like, that's yeah. not your name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The simplest thing. But once she began making presentations and, you know, having to go before, um, you know, corporations and just the things that she never thought in a million years she would even do as an adult, let alone a 15 year old. She, her confidence, and she's to this day, she is uh, an entrepreneur of her own. And she credits a lot of the things that she learned within True Star because yeah. she didn't know how to put together presentations. She didn't know how to you know, present herself in a, in a meeting and how to shoot her shot um, in a professional yeah. manner. Yeah. Um, she didn't know, you know, many of the things. And that's just one example. We have so many examples. We have examples of young people who have gone on to be news anchors in major, in, um, you know, in major markets on major stations. We have young people who have started their own PR firms. Um, young people who are in law school. We have young people who went to be a manager at Budweiser. They don't all necessarily go into the media field, but our thing is about them being successful. Yeah. Successful in whatever, whatever they define success as and whatever mm -hmm. field they want to go into. You don't have to become Oprah Winfrey because you are in True Star. We would love that, mm -hmm. but <laughs> you may want to go to medical school or you may want to, you know, be a CNA or you mm -hmm. may want to be an athletic trainer, whatever it is. You just have to know how to communicate and present yourself and whatever it is that you want to do. And yes. that's what True Star is about. I love that. So I'm hearing just in terms of the the sort of core outcomes, there's confidence building, there's a yeah. sense of self-efficacy that when I say something, when I when I move into the world, the world will respond in a positive way, right? I can make a difference. Um, and you're right that 
have to show up as Oprah, although again, wonderful. <laughs> um, but those are skills that go into, into kids lives, no matter what uh, profession they go into. I think that's really right. incredible. Are you, so, so you talk about working in partnership with um, mm -hmm. other institutions, partners, groups, people, how do you guys do all of this? Because there's a lot, a lot, right? The sort of the the digital production and program. Um, there's the direct work with the young people. A lot of the transformations you've been talking about, Nate. I mean, those happen over time, right? With kids, so you're running programs. Do you work with community organizations? Do you work with businesses? Like, how do you partner with folks to to get the programming into the lives of the kids? Well, first I'll say it's a lot of prayer. I just saw Deanna's face. She's like, well. <laughs> I was thinking like, yeah, how do we do all that? <laughs> you know, I, we, um, you know, we do a lot. Uh, a, we are staff who are underpaid and a lot of times overworked. They're just amazing. And I think that speaks to Natalia and I and just the relationships we've been able to build. Um, we've just been, we've just attracted good people. You know, we've attracted good people into the organization who want to see us do well. And when you do that, that's how you're able to create great programming. You know, so um, obviously we partner with some certain funders here in Chicago to help provide stipends or help underwrite certain costs of the programs. But honestly, it is us doing the programs. It's not like we partner with a film studio and they do the programs, you know, uh, and not that we're not open to that either. But I think that the, the biggest partnership we have is with our instructors and with our staff and those relationships help yield these yeah. amazing outcomes through our programs. Yeah, no, and that is, I mean, any partnership that an organization has, the strongest one should be with the staff, should be with the folks that are the fuel of your mission. Um, so that really, really resonates with me. I guess one question that comes up for me then is if there are institutions, organizations that are outside of your staff that want to be involved, that want to support your young people, that want to connect to your work, what are the ways in to supporting your organization? There's obviously supporting as a donor, um, but are there, you know, volunteer opportunities or partnership opportunities that you guys would be open to with other kinds of institutions to support your programming and your work? So I would love to be incubated by a digital creative company that sees value in building a pipeline of young creatives who have these technical skills coupled with these communication skills and entrepreneurial skills and are on the cusp of, because we know that, that uh, youth of color are really the vanguards of and the early adopters of new technologies and new things, you know, that would be a, a perfect partnership. I think, you know, gaining that visibility and getting those relationships. Oftentimes, the Tay and I are in the weeds of the operations. And Absolutely. so that would be 
you know, great to grow out of the weeds where we're not so in the day to day and um, really being able to do those big vision things, because I think that we're ready for that. You know, we're ready for those big partnerships and big opportunities where um, we could, you know, work with those entities. Uh, I, I would be so open to that. Um, yeah, that would be kind of the next step for us, I think. And yeah. I think it's well overdue, quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm hearing, yeah, <laughs> it's like nodding. I think that, um, I mean, what I hear you saying that's really exciting for an organization to be at this point is we've got our theory of change, right? We know our mission. We know how to achieve the mission and we're doing it well we are seeing real transformation over decades of young people and their lives and they're going into these professions and they're going into fields and they're taking what they learn with us and having a real impact on the world and we've got this model and we're ready to take it to the next level um yeah and i think that we're able to and i think this is something that you know maybe we just it, i not to blame everything on capacity, but for instance, we had a great partnership with State Farm Innovations Lab in 1871, which is a tech incubator here. So they did a hackathon um, benefiting TrueStar. And that felt like really right. The type of partnerships that we really need, a bunch of technologists in a room creating these amazing things for us. And then State Farm took it a step further and said, you know what, the winning team, we're going to fund to do a prototype of this app that was developed. And so now we are in the final stages of the app prototype. Amazing. Yeah, so I'm hoping that the funding will extend further to really develop it out. But that's just an example of something that we were able to do that I think is a good model. Um, but I'm just hoping that we can, the the funder will continue to be passionate about it. Because sometimes, you know, they do things and it's like, oh, that was great. And we're we're done with that. On to the next thing. So hopefully, you know, we're able to continue the relationship. But that felt really right. And another way that I didn't mention before, we do have a sessions with the pros platform where we bring in professionals to actually teach master classes to students. Nice. That's amazing. And that has been, and and that was kind of built out of a basic need because now that we're in this tech space, Great tech people don't have time to necessarily teach a program, but they could take an hour, two hours and actually teach a component. Um, So we've partnered with Facebook with Sessions of the Pros. We partnered with a strategy person at Box Media who came in and did an excellent, amazing session on um, voice in the digital space. And so that is kind of our way to say, hey, you could um, come and actually teach students. Absolutely. Um, and that has worked really well for us. So I think just building off of that and like the 1871 app development partnership are ways that uh, we're looking to make bigger in the future. I love it. That's Those are so exciting. Um, opportunity to sort of take these core skills and this core model that you have and really leverage it for broader impact. Exactly. Um, so for folks that want to reach out and learn more, uh, where do they go? Tell us where where folks can find uh, True Star and find more information. Absolutely, is go ahead and say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to give our website. Um, okay, so you can definitely go to truestarfoundation.org. 
truestarfoundation.org, which is all spelled out phonetically, truestarfoundation.org. Uh, we also have um, a blog site that people can check out the work of the students and they, uh, truestar.life. <laughs> nice. Um, and we're also on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're, we're everywhere. <laughs> um, you going to say something else, Deanna? Nope, you got it. I would just really <laughs> encourage people to follow um, us on um, LinkedIn, where we post a lot of kind of uh, programmatic videos so they can kind of see the behind the scenes of the program and the business. And then I'll please check out the young people's work at truestar.life and on Instagram at true.chi, true.shy. Um, and we're so, we're Googleable, Googleable, and, Nailed very, it. <laughs> and very accessible. So you can find our phone numbers. You know, we do still do old school and actually talk on the phone. Um, and read magazines. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, we're, we would love people to reach out and learn more and partner with us and support us. Amazing. It is always so much fun talking to you ladies. I love what you do. And it was every time I talk, I learn more about how you're doing your incredible work. Thank you so much for being here and, and sharing it with us today. Thank you for having us, Brooke. Thank you Thank so you. much. Have a great day. You, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think what we talk about here, the trainings and the guests and the conversations could benefit another leader in your life, I'd love if you would leave a review and share with your friends. If you want to take the next step and begin to put into practice what we talk about on this podcast, I've created a toolkit where I collect and share downloads from many of our conversations. It's got templates, worksheets, and references to help you execute on what we talk about here on The Mastermind. There's lots of great stuff, and I add to it almost every week. You can download it at richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit. I also want to share another free resource for leaders of growing nonprofits. It's a free training. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. The four questions you need to ask to know if your nonprofit is really ready to scale. Growing an organization doesn't happen by accident, as we all know. You have to take the right strategic steps at the right time to avoid overwhelm and burnout and that horrible feeling that so many of us have had as you watch the work of your organization outstrip capacity and sometimes even funding. It's almost impossible to reverse engineer good growth. And by that, I mean growth that can be sustained over time just by looking at what you think you see in other organizations. So in this free training, I help cut through all the noise and I identify the four simple questions that if you really engage with them and think about them, will tell you when you're ready to grow without frenzy, without overwhelm, and with the confidence that you're making the right moves for your organization. You can access the training at richiebabbage.com backslash ready to scale. Finally, if you'd like more leadership resources and strategies in your life, sign up for my weekly newsletter 
Leadership Forward 321. Each week, I curate and share three articles, two resources, and a quote on a theme. You can get that at richiebabbage.com backslash leadershipforward321. That's all for now. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.